happy November. We're kicking off the month with dance. Burlesque dancing, to be exact, when we discuss the 2010 movie of the same name starring Christina Aguilera and Cher. Joining us for her first appearance on the show, we welcome... I'm Rose Boutte, the five foot two pack of dynamite with a ass that goes boom. <laughs> I can't even follow that up. I'm just Matt. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I got. I'm speechless too. I'm Chad. Uh, slide, <laughs> slide on your dancing shoes and get limber because you're listening to the 133rd episode of your award-winning podcast. We used to talk about this at work. so we're back it's november um i really feel like we probably should have had an episode something come out last friday matt since we dropped an episode tuesday but you live and you learn right hey we give them once a week at a minimum tell them don't be greedy all right we got lives to live and things that's that's true i've been i was slacking on those clips too but anyway um last week we'll start a series of new guests to the podcast hopefully until de- the start of December. So last mm-hmm. week we had your uh, your co-worker from um, the Navy, Evie. And this week, mm-hmm. um, as you all heard in the intro, we welcome Rose Boutte, uh, a burlesque <laughs> dancer. And yeah, just welcome to the show, miss. Welcome. Well, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. We're happy to have you. You guys are pretty you. cool. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so like let's just let's just dive right into it. Is this your first podcast? No. Ooh. Okay, go no. on. Tell us tell Not us. Not even. More. Not even. I've been on Get It Off Your Chest podcast. I've been on Everybody Loves Ross uh podcast. Those are both podcasts here. I've even been on a podcast. It's called Hoish now, but when I was on it, it was called Two Broke Hoes. So, <laughs> um, wait, tell tell me more about these hoes. Hold on, what? Right, that, that's what I was about. I was like, let me look this up. <laughs> well, it used to be two hoes, but now it's one hoe that is oh. on the show. Oh, that's yeah. so sad. That's so sad. Yeah, like... the other hoe moved to another state. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't tell you how many times. Um... Matt and I have had it, like arguments, but like it's never gotten to the point where we broke up. Oh, oh no! Yeah. So they didn't break up. They didn't break up. He just needed a new scenery, and so you know life just got rough, and so he moved to a whole other state. So it, there's still love there. They love each other very much. You you can't like Matt's in Japan. You can't like hop on Skype. So they usually do theirs live. This is the first recorded podcast I've ever been on. I usually go on live podcasts. So you can't change mm. what you said. You can't block it. You can't do anything. So, mm. But then people will know how racist you are in real life. And we can't have the people know how racist we are in real life. And sexist. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that's true. Pre-show, we was wild as fuck. Pre-show, we was wild as fuck. <laughs> but um, so... Tell us, like, what 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 drew you to burlesque? Uh, well, if I'm being honest, it's a little. Wait, wait, before you start, we, we hope you wait, are. Wait, 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 before you start, explain to the listeners what burlesque is. Okay, so burlesque is the art of tease. 
is what it is, um, I guess, simply put. And it's kind of a, it's a cousin to stripping. It really, really is. And also a sister to cabaret and showgirlism. But you have more um, natural bodies and people being themselves on stage. And you tell a story and basically you get naked. A lot of us get naked. Um, Not all the way naked. It's illegal to get naked. And actually, the story of burlesque goes in the 1920s, there was an issue with uh, women showing their nipples. And so they were like, you can't show your nipples. And so as a special fuck you, women started wearing pasties. Because Mm. that matters so much to you guys if you can't see the actual nipple, right? I mean, we would prefer to see the nipple. But... uh... (laughs) What about well, I can't see, nice can't see the nipple. I'm out. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> what about nice rhinestones and pasties and stuff no. shaking in your face? Nipple, yeah. please. Nipple. <laughs> <laughs> well, legally, we can't show the nipple. We actually have to wear, um, each stage is different, but we have to wear like a, a thong of some kind and also pasties. But everything else is not there. Um, you have most of us get down bare. Some of us you don't have to, but it has wait, to be entertaining. Wait, what do you mean down? What What do you mean down bare? Down to our pasties and our thongs. So you okay. think that you would notice or care that you don't see the nipple and you don't see the vagina, but believe me, you don't care, and it's very entertaining. Very entertaining. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So what drew you to that? Um, I've kind of always, out of all of my friends, been like um, very animated and dancing and just a big personality. And so, um, gosh, COVID has actually been rough for me. Um, In 2020, I had a friend get COVID and literally five weeks later he died and I had to watch him die. And um, he would always say like, you need to be on stage. You need to. You need to be on stage. You need to do something. And at that time, I was actually learning pole dancing and stuff. So I thought that was what I was going to be doing, but it turned out to be different. And also, I have an aunt that is in burlesque and a couple other friends, and they used to tell me for years, "You should do it. You should do it." I'd be like, mm. and I finally went to my first burlesque show right before my friend died, oh. and then he died, and I decided that I was going to perform one time. And one time only, and I got on that stage as scared as I was. My mom was there, my dad was there, my sister was there, and I got like the biggest applause ever. And so I said, "Okay, <laughs> I guess I'm gonna keep doing this." And that was two years ago, three years ago. No, that was 2021, not 2020. He died in 2021. It'll be two years this December. Mm. So well, there's really that. Sorry to hear about your friend. Yes. Thank you. Now, I'm not familiar with burlesque. Uh, based off our movie, we'll talk about it more. But is it um, choreographed and things of that? Is that like how burlesque is? Or is it kind of like stripping where you have your own routine and you just go out there and do it on your own? So it can be both. It's a combination mm-hmm. between the two. It, if you want to talk specifically about the movie, a lot of burlesque entertainers are not fond of that movie. Okay, well, let's uh, not get you, let's not get too let's not do the movie okay. too much. Not, we'll not talk yet. about the movie later so on. It yeah, can yeah. be both. I'll say that it can be both. So you do have your people who 
uh, choreograph and they like uh, Dita Von Teese is one if you've ever heard of her she actually used to date Marilyn Manson like a oh. long time ago uh-huh and so she's a very very famous um, burlesque entertainer also your Josephine Baker she was a burlesque entertainer oh in France okay. right Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, she's African American. She was a burlesque entertainer, and um, so you you have those that are like one, two, three. Those are more of the classic burlesque. I'm what they call a neo burlesque. I'm a neo baby, and that's more mm-hmm. of a new day thing. And we don't really choreograph. We might have parts where I'll do certain things. I know when I'm going to take certain articles of clothing off or whatever. But a lot of mm-hmm. what we do is improv. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. I kind of like that. You just, you got that feeling, and I know what spots I made a hit, but I just it, let, let it, it flow take, how yeah. I feel. Yeah, let it take. Yeah, over. besides the booty, <laughs> I'm also known for getting um, crowd interaction. Like I literally, I'm not afraid of you. I will walk up to you and like shake my ass or do something to you, or I might touch you with your permission. Consent is very big in burlesque. We do not yes. touch you without consent. You cannot touch us without our consent. And uh, so I'm really big for crowd participation as well, too. Interesting. Also, I mm-hmm. like how she slid that little compliment of her ass in there. Before, really? you know. I mean, I put the butt in bootay, of course. <laughs> um, so are you making money from this or like what's the deal there? I do. I do make money. Um, As a baby, I only made tips. I would consider myself more of a toddler uh, burlesque entertainer. There's burlesque entertainers. I have one named Penelope Monsway that is so like, she's been doing it for like 25 years. So she would, I would consider an OG. She actually teaches her own classes and stuff. But the most I've ever made doing a show is like $200. And I mean, for like two acts. Now that sounds like a lot. It does. You're like, what? Six minutes? You made $200 in six minutes. Six minutes. Yeah, yeah. But you also have to think about the costuming and stuff that goes Mm -hmm. into it. The time that it takes to actually choreograph what you got going on and all that stuff. So, yeah. But the most I've ever made is like $200. So is it like a tip situation or like the, the club is paying you? Most of the time, it is not a club. It's usually what we call producers. So they might rent out spaces and the producer pays you. So sometimes it's only tips. Like we have a gay club here called Missy B's and I'm not one of the regular performers. So if I perform there, it's like tip only. But I make really good money <laughs> off of the tips usually. Um, or um, in in other shows, though, it usually is that if they want you specifically, they'll pay you a base fee. It could be $40. It could be $75. It could be $100. And then they also split the tips from the crowd okay. with all the performers. So I know it's like, it's not, it's a show going on. So it's not like a strip club where people are throwing money. So like, as you're going, as you're doing your show, how are people tipping you? So throwing money is a no-no unless the performer asks you to. That's that's one thing, but it usually is a no-no. We have what they call kittens. And mm-hmm. kittens are people who keep the 
crowd going, they're usually dressed sexy. I've been a kitten several times. And they keep the crowd going. They pick up after the uh, performers, like pick up their clothes or their props. And they also set up for them. And then you usually have what we call a tip kitten that goes into the crowd and gets money. We're also okay. a little more updated some shows. So you can like Venmo or Cash App. We'll, a lot of them will have like a QR code. Yeah, it's about the ass if like... you have the thing to scan. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, that'll be sure. me. So I don't carry cash. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So a lot of them will have it. I always tell people to bring cash just in case because not all shows do the whole QR code thing, but um, you do have a tip kit that goes in the crowd. And we usually are pretty trustworthy and ethical. So you don't, we don't really worry too much about somebody like stealing and stuff like that. Because if they're caught, doing something like that like you're like completely banned from the whole burlesque thing like and you think that it's like such a big thing and nobody noticed no it's a very small world particularly in kansas city but you can do stuff in like colorado or in seattle or whatever and like we'll hear about it for real for real uh -huh. mm -hmm. okay so um it's outside of um burlesque um you i, I guess sort of connected a little bit um, you are a sex educator? I am a licensed social worker who does sex education, yes. Okay. I do many things, but that's one of them. Okay, can you tell us about that? So I got tired of guys sending me dick pics, and mm -hmm. they were completely hideous. They were ugly, like oh. terrible, <laughs> like ashy, the uh, angle is why is, your, why is your dick ashy? <laughs> because, man, you, you, be, you just... You, you just shower. Okay. Yeah, you just <laughs> bitch. You just take right. the picture once and you like. Nah, once you get, it's it's like any other picture. You know, you gotta get the right angles Matt. and everything. You gotta lotion up. You gotta Matt. shave things. Matt. You gotta yeah, like. Matt, yeah. Matt, 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 you're not you're not in a full right mind when you're sending that picture because not all the blood's in your brain. So you're like, oh, oh no, yeah. you're right. Well, if you send a dick pic, you're definitely not in the right mind. Right, particularly. <laughs> I just said, you said good morning, and I said hello, and then you said dick pic. You're definitely yeah, not right, in the right. right. <laughs> There's good morning. Wrong. Right. Hello, good morning. Right, right. And so I got tired of guys, like, having these ugly pics, because I'm like, yo, if I send a picture of my coochie, it don't have, like, teeth on it. There's not, like, a whole bunch of, like, you know what I'm saying? Dry hairs and stuff going right. on. That all looks good. You know what I'm saying? Like, but also, um, also, me and we, we bottom of the bear, we don't care. That is true. That is honestly, true. I was thinking that, honestly, if, if somebody said that, I was like, I still accept it. I still yeah. accept it. I was still, I was yeah. still part of it, you know? <laughs> yeah, but see, we also send these pics to, like, each other. Girls do. We'll send those yeah. pics to each other. And so, you know what I'm saying? Girls, we're picky. We mm -hmm. don't like that shit. <laughs> we don't like that shit to look like a booger wolf. Like, we oh. want that shit to look good, you know? So now, if a dick pic, if it was pretty, would it be acceptable? Or... Dick pics, like good morning. Well, I'm trying to get to that point. I'm trying to get to that point. Go. Oh, my bad, my bad. Keep going. I actually started as a joke rating dick pics. And I actually right now have a group of anonymous women who rate dick pics. And we really give you feedback. Ooh, we give like you on, feedback on, on the, why on, we gave you a three. 
on like so so are you are you rating the dick itself or the presentation both both we rate both and actually not all women like big huge humongous dicks i happen to be a little bit of a size queen not all women are like that actually most women in the group they like average sized penis they really really do so when you get like a negative two score it's because the angle we can only see the balls Where's the penis? <laughs> 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 balls out here. Y'all Hey, hey, hey. They, they like, look, this, this they like they good enough. Good enough. <laughs> All right, if y'all sitting just balls out here, y'all really, all right, y'all need some help. All right, y'all need to reach out to them and let them know what y'all doing. But believe it or not, a lot of you men want to know. You want to know what women think of your penis. And so it's anonymous. I keep everybody anonymous. The guys that send it are anonymous. The women that rate it are anonymous. Now, I do have some of my Facebook friends that are like, I'm in the group. I like that. So for like, the most part, like, yeah, we we keep it like anonymous. I don't ever tell. That's for sure. I right. believe in confidentiality, probably because of my line of work. Yeah. So it started out like that, and then I started getting specifically men asking me questions, like about the royal honey. Men were asking me about erectile dysfunction. They were asking me a variety of questions. So I started doing a segment called Let's Talk About Sex because I remember, I don't know if you guys remember, I don't know how old you are, but there used to be a white lady named Sue. And there used to be a show called Talk Sex with Sue. Wait, wait, wait. How old are white you? White lady. Wait, how old are you? You never like, ask a lady her age. No, 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 no don't, don't be like, oh, you young whippersnappers. We're like the same fucking age. What are you talking about? We will be 39 in March. Right. Matt is about to turn 39. Yeah, I turned 39 in December. Hold up. Do you remember Sue? I I do remember Sue, but I thought her name was... I remember Dr. Ruth. I remember Dr. Ruth. Yes, but it was called Talk Sex with Sue. It was Dr. Ruth. Her name was Dr. Ruth, but her show was called Talk Sex with Sue. Okay, okay, yeah. I don't know why, but it was. Yeah, but it was Dr. Ruth. Yes, yes, you're right. And so I kind of, I liked the whole idea of people asking me questions and I answered them on live. Most of the time it's anonymous. People will ask random questions that they really want to know. And I answer them. I even answer them sometimes on my Facebook post. Somebody will ask and I'll post uh, uh, the post, the question, and then I'll answer it underneath or what have you. So it just kind of, sex has always been something that people always talked about around me for some strange reason. And so I just adopted it. It's not that you have to be like this. You don't have to be like this because what the fuck am I going to do with that? But I like them to be like some girth. I don't like pencil dicks. I'm not a pencil dick girl. A lot of women like average girth. They do. A lot of women are scared of large penises. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, mom. (laughs) I love that you're going to shoot your mom this link. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening, mom. Yeah. Uh, tell us about that. Um, so off the top of your head, what's like one of like the wildest questions that you've been asked? Oh, man. 
Um, I've been asked about smelly penises before and what that means. Mm-hmm. Like you're not mm-hmm. washing up? <laughs> More like the ejaculate coming from the penis stinks. Oh, like um, like your diet? Could be, or he could have STD. Oh. A lot of guys don't like going to the doctor, so they might not know. Mm-hmm. Um, men ask me, ask me about what it means if their penis can't get hard. <laughs> it means you... <laughs> what they it, can it, do. It might, it might mean that you're not sexually attracted to that person. It could, or it could be that mentally you got stuff going on, or it could be that you have low testosterone and you need to go see the doctor. Or it could actually be a completely different health-related issue like high blood pressure. Oh, yeah. That, there is a lot mm-hmm. of blood pumping there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people blood, with high blood pressure that. cannot get hard. Yeah, they have a hard time getting hard, believe it or not. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I get those kind of questions. Um, I remember... I will always remember this question on talk sex with Sue. And I I had to be like 11 years old, 12 years old watching this shit. Okay, by the way, disclaimer. But this guy called and he asked, and this, this is what intrigued me about like threesomes or having sex with multiple people when I guess he had been having sex with his girlfriend and then the after he ejaculated the girl and the other girl bump coochies and he was worried that she could get pregnant oh he wanted to he know, wasn't using a condo yeah could she get pregnant from them bumping coochies with his semen on their vaginas and mm-hmm. yes yes they can yeah yeah that shit's still yeah. alive mm-hmm. yes she can but like my thing's like i don't know is a threesome the time to like go unprotected I'm not the moral police, so I'm going to let you answer that question yourself. Um, You know, there's a lot of times that you shouldn't go unprotected, but we do I as get adults. That. I get that. <laughs> but I'm like, if you if you worried that. about if you worried about that specifically, maybe just maybe. I mean, were you were you? Oh, okay, I don't know. Maybe he. Was you probably you probably wasn't worried about that shit. at the time. It's Girl, probably like that's some. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> think anybody goes into a threesome i don't think if two girls are like hey we want you to have sex with us and then we want to bump coochies after y'all are like what if you get pregnant no most of y'all are like hell yeah what's up let's <laughs> do it <laughs> yo, yo, what, how are we, what are we doing <laughs> no a lot of dudes have this she looks pretty clean smells pretty clean you don't got nothing. I can tell. Wait, the way the way she, she dressed, she ain't got nothing. Else. She, 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 she don't be having sex with other dudes. Right, right. No, no, no. And if she does, she has condoms with everybody else but me. That's how right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, my dude. Nah. No, that's because you live in the world of reality. Yes, the world of reality is a lot of people don't have these conversations, so you don't know what they've been doing, where they've been, all that stuff. So, I mean, you're doing it right. I'm never going to discourage you. I'm not. I'm just going to say you'd be surprised. No, you probably would not be surprised at how many people do not take that route. I will say in single life, there's only been 
one guy that I can think of that was literally like, I got condoms. If a condom was used, it's because I provided the condom. That's wild, but also not surprising because like I can think I can think of many instances where I was about to hook up with somebody and they were like one either. Well, they, they were like surprised that I had condoms. And I was like, yeah, what kind of people you you hooking up with? What's out of here? Mm-hmm. Why are you shake your head, man? Oh, you're talking to somebody. Um, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you don't have your headphones. Man, where the fuck are your? Where's your wire? Where's your wire, man? I don't have a wire with these. <laughs> They specifically they think- wireless. If I had a wire one, I would plug it in now. But so, how do you? T- so, what what is the wire that you use to charge them with? It's just the one that goes into the outlet, the USB part. So then, the other end is connected to like the power thing. It's not. It's not yeah. like a what? Oh, man! What the fuck are you doing over there, man? <laughs> I'm trying to live, Chad. I'm trying to live, man. I can't tell. This is hey man, <laughs> everybody can't afford those three hundred dollars. No, no, Apple no, motherfucker. <laughs> no, no, no. Not even on Amazon. Hey no, man, I, hey, don't worry, Chad. I got you. Black Friday's coming up soon. I hop on. I was those. gonna say Amazon is like your best friend. Like right, I, the Black Friday's <laughs> rolling around. I'm about to get those. We gonna be matching. I, no, I mean you didn't have to get these. I was just surprised that because those are beats, right? These are like JBL or some shit like that. Oh, yeah, JBL. Oh, that's why. I thought those yeah. was Beats for the longest. <laughs> that's honestly. why. <laughs> that's hilarious. Now I thought I thought you was rocking Beats. Was you had those like a year and a half? I, I genuinely thought those was Beats this whole time. Oh no no! I had Beats before, and I always remember like I had some Red Beats, and then like people were making jokes like cause I used to work out and stuff. I'm like, oh, why? Like he got those DJ headphones in the in the gym and shit. So I was like, <laughs> let me switch to the AirPods and everything like that. And I then I got care these. What the people think if you was getting your workout in? Fuck these people. At, like... at that at, at that time, I wasn't. Uh, I was self conscious at that time. I cared what people thought. Uh-huh. Now I don't care now. But you, you for podcast purposes, think. let me you get do, the over the head ones. <laughs> you do care what people think though. We both not care. about headphones in the gym. Well, yeah, but we we care because we we alter our content. Oh well, yeah, I mean, people. podcast life is different than real world life. <laughs> but I'm sorry, we got on a tangent. Um, something about fuck. Oh yeah, people fucking without condoms, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people do. A lot of people do. That's probably why we have so many STDs running around. But I don't know why people did not learn their lesson with COVID. Because actually, when COVID came around. I clearly saw why we had so many STDs because literally they were telling people that you need to just wash your hands <laughs> and people were like, hand sanitizer. Cool. So, <laughs> that, that's going to get the job done. <laughs> real, Wait, real, real had, say, I don't. No hand sanitizer, but all these shelves of soap. I couldn't understand. <laughs> real, real say, are you, are you new here? We live in America where we have a little thing called freedom. Okay. Yeah. And with yeah. freedom, freedom means you don't have to wear a mask. Freedom means you don't have to wash your hands. Freedom means you can sit, stand in somebody's fucking face. Fuck that six feet apart. All right. Cause this is America. Yep. And then, and then they died. Yep. <laughs> but yes, that is, uh, that is our life. You're but right. no, like no, motherfuckers wild out here though, because like I, I, I hear you, like you don't like the way it feels, but like also like you're, 
you don't know this person. Like, you don't know what they're doing. They could have all sorts oh, of shit. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. I, I, I a thousand percent agree with you. As a sex educator, I'm going to tell you that you should wrap it up. You definitely should. But I'm also going to tell you, I also don't judge. People do a lot of things in their bedrooms that I don't necessarily do, but they do it. Right. And I, 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 you should, but I understand if you don't, because you, at that moment, that's not what you're thinking about. You looking, you want to get that hundred percent feeling, hundred percent pleasure. You're trying to get that. You're not worried about the other stuff. To once you're done, as soon as you ejaculate, they're gonna be like, "Wait a minute, hold on." And that's, that's, that's what all the questions of- pop in. <laughs> Toxic baby mama, baby daddy. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like uh, five minutes before you 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 love this woman. Now afterwards, it's like yeah. I don't really know yeah. her like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, you loved her sex. Right. <laughs> That's what you, love. Um, you didn't really like her. Shifting off sexy topics. Um, you um you're cooking. I do cook. Okay. I do. I don't cook as much as I would like to, I would say, because I'm a busy, busy bee, but I do cook. I do cook. I like to make things from, like, scratch. One of my favorite things to make from scratch is, I know, the running joke, haha, all girls cook Alfredo, but I actually can make that from scratch, not your jar. That's funny. <laughs> so, like, heavy cream. <laughs> so, are you, uh, are you making the noodles, too? No, I don't make the noodles. Funny, but no, I don't make the noodles. <laughs> Even I, though I, I, I did live in Italy as a child, where they did make noodles as a I child, thought, when I, I thought you, yeah. I thought you was making it from scratch. Okay, clarification: I make the sauce from scratch. Okay. I also don't slaughter the chicken that goes in it. Neither I mean, do I. I, mean, I, thought, I thought you was in for a penny, in for a pound. Back and don't cut the broccoli either. <laughs> I thought you, I thought I you do. had the egg under the under the lamp. You know, I thought you was planting the no, seeds. Okay. No. No, uh, really but actually, let's explore that. So, you're a military brat. I am. Mm-hmm. Both of my parents were in the Air Force. They mm-hmm. met in the Air Force. Yeah. Okay. So we're all. I you actually. Are. So I I was. I, you'll never guess where I was born. Japan. Germany. Oh. No. I'll give you a hint. It was in the states. Oh. Oh, like Alabama or something like that. No, not even southern. Not even close. Uh, Scott Air Force Base. I was born in a blizzard. That that's not really, really a lo- that's not a location. <laughs> Alaska. No, I was born in Montana. Oh, hey, I would never guess that. Montana. Yeah, <laughs> most people know. Only one person has ever guessed that. I was shocked that she okay. did. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> But no, I was born actually during a blizzard in Montana. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I've lived there. Uh, my family, my mom's side of the family is from Pensacola, Florida. So of course I've been there several times. My dad's side of the family is from Omaha, Nebraska. So of course I've lived there. My sister was born in California and I have literally lived in Italy. I've lived in Italy as a child. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the that's the only place that I haven't been is to Europe. Like everything over Japan, like this. What they Asia. call it? Uh, Asia. I've been to, mm-hmm. but I haven't been to Europe yet. Yeah, my mom actually she went to um, grade school in Taiwan and she graduated high school in Germany. 
Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, but I believe that's good because you you're not. I don't want to say bogged down. That's not the right word. But you you've experienced different cultures and everything, so you're not just like, oh, this is how it is everywhere. You've been to different countries and cities and stuff, so you have a broader understanding of how the world works and stuff like that. Yeah. So the world is bigger than Kansas City, Missouri, okay. for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, I know I we didn't talk about it. You can cut this out, but yeah, I was born in Kansas City. Oh, were you? Yeah, in Raytown. Ah, my parents lived there. That's where I went to high school. I didn't go to high school in Raytown. I went to high school in Hickman, but okay. I lived in Raytown. Uh-huh. Yeah, I went to, yeah, my grandparent, my grandfather still lives there. My aunt still lives there. Uh, and I I lived in Kansas City till I was in fifth grade. And that's when we moved to St. Louis. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah, I love the Lou. That's really mm-hmm. cool there. But uh, back to cooking. So, uh, so I know Chad does a lot of cooking too, and Do like you? see seeing him cook is getting me. Because when I say cooking, I mean cooking. I don't mean like grilling, even though like yeah. you know burgers, hot cooking. dogs. Like, well, it's cooking in a sense of like a, a dad cooking. I don't. I want to be able to do like. Put some things in the oven and cook like that. Like cook some salmon, do something like that. You want to make know, a casserole, Matt? Hey, if that's what actually, I just <laughs> we, we just talked about it earlier offline. Apparently, there's this new TikTok thing about a casserole, a chicken casserole. I'm gonna try to make this. Like, I want to be able to cook, like cook, cook some more. I'm about to try to bake a pie later on this week. I want to do more so, of that. Talk is your friend, but also Pinterest. Pinterest, Pinterest? is your friend. Pinterest, mm-hmm. also okay. YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. YouTube also, yeah, yep, for sure. My thing that's what I want to do. Pinterest and like any of like those like um, articles about like oh here's how to do this. You get you get like the in, the the first part is like the intro, like all this other shit. So when I was hiking in Spain, I learned all the delicacies. I'm like, what? The I fuck hit are you jump about? to recipe, jump to recipe. That's what I hit. <laughs> I don't go through none of that shit. None of it. <laughs> Give so, me the recipe. I need to see the ingredients. <laughs> I'm good on all of that. But yeah, um, no. So I'm a Instapot mom. I use yeah, a lot yeah. of my Instapot. Yeah, mm-hmm. it saves lives. Get you it an Instapot. See, mm-hmm. I wanted to look that up because I was just looking up something. I was like, I was asking Chad. I was like, what does he want for his birthday? Because our birthdays are both in December, and I'm like, I, I want oh. something. I don't know what I need. Maybe I need the Instapot. So this year, I'm like, this year going forward, I want to start cooking more. I'm like, the wife's been doing a lot. I want a surprise. Like, every once in a while, I need to do something brand new and figure some things out. And your wife will like that Instapot, too, because you can can saute stuff in it. You can do it as a crock pot. You can do it as a pressure cooker. You can Mm -hmm. even cook rice in it. You can do a lot. Instapot saves lives and it saves time. You can do everything in one pot. Right. Google it now on Amazon. You can have a full-on meal on pressure cook for like five minutes. So you put it all together, you dump it all in there, and then you put it on for five minutes, and voila, you have a whole meal. See, I appreciate the advice. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're not too bad either. Like a hundred dollars, I can do. I can work with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, do they got a red one? No, I ain't got a red one. 
They do. I'm sure if you look around enough. I'm very sure they do. I'm very sure I've seen them. Uh Yeah, I'd be copping me a red one. But yes, I digress. You have a thing with red? Oh, yeah. Red's my favorite color. It started off where, like, one day the wife was like, you look good in red. Because as a kid growing up, I was like, blue's my favorite color. And then one day she got me some red stuff. And she was like, you look good in red. And then I wore it. I'm like, you're right. I do look good in red. So then red became my favorite color after that. Mm-hmm. How has the coaching been going for your son's team? It's hard. It's okay. Maybe before I start, I want to say I want to give a shout out to all teachers, all coaches, all anybody who's dealing with um, like educating people. It's hard coaching because you know the right thing to do. They don't. And it's just like you're like you're telling them do this and then they don't do this. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I want to yell at these kids. (laughs) but they're not my kids. I can yell at my son. I can't yell at these kids to get them to do what they need to do. So uh, I want to send all my love and, and appreciation to teachers and anybody else dealing with anything like that. It's hard to educate the youth. I'll say that. Uh, yeah. But um, we just had games this weekend. Uh, we I teach 7 to 9 and then 10 to 13. Um we lost both of those games, not by a lot, but it's just hard. Like, you see the stuff in your head, and you're like, oh, if you do this, we can do better. But you know how kids are. They – it's hard for them to focus. I'll say that. And it, it was just a good time and bad time. You see them learning and stuff, but you want to do so much more. But this is my first time ever coaching kids. And I don't really like kids like that anyway, but I'm just doing it. This is my first time to see how it goes. This is probably the last time I coach. Um, but <laughs> I, I just want to say I appreciate how all these coaches and teachers and everything else like that. It's hard dealing with kids. Yeah, it is. You going to quit already, man? No, I'm finished the season out, baby. Um, we uh, I don't like losing. <laughs> so I, I've been I'm coming up with plays on my own. I've been hitting up the other coach. I'm like, hey, we need to do this. We need to do this. Yeah, I hate losing, but um, I don't know how much we're going to. I'm gonna do this again, but I'm here for the long haul. We're gonna win these games in the future. We just gotta get better. Mm-hmm. And the other topic I wanted to bring up is it was, I saw this on X, Twitter, whatever. And they were like, Oh, I remember this movie. What happened to Monday? It was a Netflix original and how great it was. Have you guys heard of this movie? What happened to Monday? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. So this came out in 2017. And basically, the premise is um, basically food gets the population is growing, food gets scarce. So then the government starts uh, genetically modifying uh, the food to supplement the population. But then when they started doing that, the babies were getting birth defects or they were getting like. uh, Well, that sounds like America. Right. Triplets. (laughs) uh, I don't know. It was like that. So then the government said, okay, they went down to this one child type of regime, right? So basically, uh, I don't know what you call seven twins. Uh, Septuplets or something like that? Septuplets was like born, hidden from the government, named Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, where their father or grandfather William Defoe was in this movie. It's a star-studded uh, cast for this movie. Also, Glenn Close is in this. Um, 
and they can only go out on their day. So like Sunday goes out on Sunday, Monday goes out on Monday, blah, blah, blah. And they live a singletary life of this one woman that they all portray. Uh, I won't give you more details because it is very good. Kind of long. But only problem is, like, Chad, we talked about this before. It's not on Netflix anymore. I'm looking at it on Netflix right now. It's not on Japan Netflix anymore. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So it's on American Netflix. Okay, good. So yeah. please check this out. Uh, and the actress, uh, I want to pull up her no, name. Real quick. Nomi Rapace. There she, we go. She was the original girl with the dragon tattoo, as well as um, she played the lead in Prometheus. Okay. So she plays seven different characters. She plays all the sisters. They all have different personalities. And I think she did a phenomenal job in this movie. So if you got Netflix in the States, uh, check this out. You won't be disappointed. Okay. All right. All right well, now to some foolery. Uh, now to I want some foolery. Okay. Uh, I won't tell you what it is, but I want you guys to Google on your phone what space movie came out in 1992? Oh, yeah. But, Matt, we can't say that word on this show. Right. Because I really, I wanted you to read this. To get you, oh, you already know what it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then never mind. We'll cut that there. No. Well, Rose, here, Rose. You, I just want to say, well, here, out here, here, you Google it real quick. Uh, What space movie came out in 1992? What space movie came Okay, so... How about this? I can't say that word. <laughs> exactly. So the movie is gay from outer space. Um, I never heard of this movie. Um, and I, it's only I was trying to find it. I was like, once I was like, this is a real thing. Let me find it. It's only twenty-seven minutes long, and. <laughs> what? Actually, it's on YouTube. If you Google this in YouTube, it's on YouTube. And I started watching this before the podcast. So I wanted to get a general idea what this movie is about. And three minutes and 36 seconds in, I was like, all right, this is dumb. I'm, I'm turning this off. But if you intrigued enough and you want to figure out more about this movie, it's available on YouTube. But I just thought that was wild that they named it that. Look, it was 1992. It was truly a different time. That that is true. I give you that, but I I thought like my friend told me he was like Google this. I looked it up and I was laughing. <laughs> Why would you name it that? You couldn't because, think of anything else because that's what it's about, man. Okay, they just get to the point. Okay, right, we want to yeah, let right. these people know what they're hit, yeah, what they're getting into. Okay, right. They couldn't just say guys in outer space. Nah, we had to be very specific oh, on this. They were very specific <laughs> on that. <laughs> That is hilarious. So the description of this movie is extraterrestrial extraterrestrial beings travel the galaxy to free men oppressed by females to make way for an entirely homosexual society. So just in case you weren't really sure what word I bleeped out. Um, well, no, I guess the first word. No, I'm cutting that part too. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, but speaking of uh having a bad time 
Or I should say that shouldn't be a bad time. Let me take that back. Let me tell let me let me take that back. Um, oh my god! <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of uh, old movies, you you checked out a VHS eighty five? Okay, that's cute. That's cute. Um, so yeah, I, I watched a movie called VHS eighty five. Um, are either you familiar with the horror series VHS? Mm-mm. I am not. I know so, AHS, but not VHS. American Horror Story. <laughs> uh, so it's like maybe six or seven of these movies now. And um, they're anthology movies as in like, so they're just one movie that are just filled with shorts. And um, the very first movie um, in the series was this group of guys. They were breaking into a house. Like they're all, they're all, all of it is found footage. And it's on quote unquote recorded on VHS. It's not, it's a filter. But they break into a house and then they start playing these uh, these v- different tapes, which are short films for different directors. Mm-hmm. And so um, in VHS 1985, all the stories take place in 1985. Um, there's about five different stories or so. And only two of them were like mildly interesting. And that's what I'm going to talk about. So, like, the first one was about, like, a group of friends. They went um, to, like, the lake, and they were doing stuff in the water. And then somebody just starts shooting at them while, like, while mm-hmm. they're on, at the water. And they they wake up from being shot to death. And they're like, what the fuck? And so oh, wow. they find um, the person that shot them, and, like, it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was um, somebody was sending the police, like, basically... Um, pov footage of crimes before they were happening and so the police were trying to figure out like what the hell was is going on so like those are like the two best stories on vhs 85 well overall it's not good like those are, <laughs> like, like those, those were the conclusion overall like, like those were the two best stories but then you had like uh, three other stories that really helped like weigh down the overall product that's how i feel about black mirror mm, that's fair series on netflix mm-hmm. yeah, yeah there's a few of them that you're like hmm. and then there's some of them where you're like what are we what, doing right? yeah <laughs> Like, why why would you why would you ask Zazzy Beats to be in a werewolf episode? What is happening here? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, for sure. Um but yeah, so you know, keeping on so these are like these are all like horror themed, but keeping on the track of like Halloween and horror and shit. Um I cut up a pumpkin for the first time as an adult and I made a puree. Um cuz I want to like Yeah, so I love like, pumpkin pie. So yeah, so my daughter she um she went to a couple of things where she got like a pumpkin like pumpkin. So we had two pumpkins, mm-hmm. and I parade both of them. And tomorrow I'm gonna make pumpkin bread. But um Friday I made pumpkin soup, and it was pretty good. Pumpkin What's soup? pumpkin soup? Pumpkin I've never had pumpkin soup. Food. It's just it's squash. Just, yeah, basically, it's it's basically mm-hmm. just just pumpkin flavored soup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people forget pumpkin itself is a squash. Right, right, oh, right, right. So all it was was just, you know, you put your stock in it, chicken or vegetable. You put any other stuff you want into it and just heat it up, essentially. Mm-hmm. Make sure mm-hmm. you also put, also put the puree in it. Uh, yeah, see? yeah. He, and see? He, he be cooking. Chad be cooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Like I went to a whole thing today where um, I can't say her name because she's not been on the show, but a good friend of mine, we've worked together almost 10 years now. We worked together at the place Matt and I met, and now we work together where I work now. Uh, she invited me to this thing her brother and his girlfriend were hosting, and I brought a um, French toast casserole, but I used uh, croissants for the bread, and like they were mm-hmm. licking that Pyrex clean. Mm-hmm. I've made, like, uh, we call it a Christmas bake. Okay. And I've made that for like Christmas morning. Because mm-hmm. you're going to wait until like two or three o'clock in the afternoon to eat. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, right. <laughs> a good like thing to tide you over until then. Mm-hmm. In my in my house as a kid, it was called cereal. <laughs> in my day. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we got. These kids have it good around here. I make a Christmas break. I had cereal. Right. Exactly. Yep. We stay so... with our stomach humming until like yep. three o'clock. <laughs> So same same thing with Thanksgiving. Mm, yes. So um. So yeah. So my my friend is a, is a lesbian. So it's like it's a strictly platonic relationship between the two of us. And mm-hmm. um, as I was leaving, um, one of the the people there, um, you know, I was like, oh, nice to meet you, whatever, whatever. And then she's like, oh yeah. So like, are you two together? And I was like, yes, but not like that. And she's like, oh okay. She gave me like a big hug, and she's like, I really liked your dish. And I'm like, you could have said that without asking me that question. But right. <laughs> you that know, you think that, but believe it or not, there are some women that are very territorial. Hmm. So she was right to ask that. She was. There are some women that you did not. Look at my man. You bet not compliment this this dish we all fucking God, destroyed. You better not compliment shit about my man. <laughs> but also funny enough about relationships. I watched a movie called Fingernails on Apple TV Plus. Um it, one of the he's not really the lead, but he's in it. The the main guy from the bear, the chef. Oh, yeah. Um he's in it. Um And basically, this is a world in which um, they've created this technology that can tell if two people that are dating are in love. And all it will will cost you is a fingernail. So they'll pull your fingernail out and they'll put the two fingernails in a machine and they will tell you if you're 100% in love, 50% in love, or 0% in love. No way. Hard pass. I'll live in delusion. (laughs) (laughs) Because so, imagine doing that with everybody you might be in love with. Right. And then finding out, no, nah, y'all don't really love each other. You just like bumping uglies. Like, no. Right. And then you lost the fingernail because of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then also like if you <laughs> But also if you get a fifty percent, the machine won't tell you who is actually in love. Uh see, it ain't worth it then. Right. So this is like something that's been normalized in their society. And something that I found interesting is that it felt like it could be in the same universe as Severance, where like they got this technology that is beyond anything we have in our real world. But all the other technology they have is night. It's like old stuff from our Mm -hmm. timeline. So it felt like those are in the same universe. Mm -hmm. But uh, the movie was okay, but like so, like the lead act, the 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 uh, movie stars a woman that like gets a job there, and she starts to kind of fall in love with her trainer, and she's she's grappling with the questions of like, can you be in love with two people at the same time, and like, 
maybe she kind of has an affair or maybe she doesn't. I'm not going to spoil that. But what frustrated me with the movie was that the end of the movie should have happened in the middle of the movie. So you are left with a lot of unresolved um, feelings and thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like this, I don't really appreciate this. Because... Yeah, they think that they're being so fucking clever when they do that kind of shit, but really, they just confused us. Especially <laughs> with, especially with this character specifically, because she was actively lying to her partner. Like it for the longest, it took her a long time to tell her partner that she was even working at that facility, and she was mm. just constantly lying to him. And then she told him, and he was like upset, but eventually he got over it because he loves her. And then, like, they had some clients where they didn't want to, like, get their fingernails taken off. So her instructor took his off to show, like, hey, it's not so bad. And so she pulled hers off to see if she was a match with her instructor. And so when she got home, when her husband, sorry, her boyfriend got home, he's like, what happened to your hand? Oh, yeah, I got into an accident. Like, you couldn't just (laughs) be like, we had some clients and we did this to ease their mind. Like, she's perpetually lying to him. So, like, if you can just kind of assume what she might need to lie about that happened at the very end of this movie, I'm like, that's not, I don't really want to create my own narrative of this because, like, you've, you've already established that this character just lies. So, she's going yeah. to lie about what she did. Right. Yeah. For sure. For that. But, um, yeah. So, that's on Apple TV+. And my last thing is... um. So it's that time of year where I need to renew my license plate tags for my car. And so oh. last month I got my inspection. And when I went to go to um, get the tags, like I had my inspection, I had my receipts for my um, uh, personal property and all the other junk that I need. When I went to the DMV, like they were literally like standing outside. That's how packed it was. And so like I was texting my friend like, oh, yeah, I'm in line for this. And my friend was like, why don't you just do it online? And I was like, you're right. It's 2023. That's the thing I can do. So I did it online. And this is the beginning of October. And it's November. And I still don't have it. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I called the state. And they're like, hey, so we're looking at your account. And it looks like part of your mailing address is wrong. And so it mm-hmm. probably went back to that same DMV that had the people standing outside. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Okay. So they're like, you need to just go up there with a copy of your receipt saying that you pay for it and they'll take care of you. And I was like, bad. Mm-hmm. So go up there, wait my turn, talk to a lady. She was nice and everything. Looked up my stuff. She corrected my mailing address. And mind you, so I, I paid like $55 to do this online. And when we get to the end she's like all right 16 dollars, please and i'm like no i if you, you have the receipt i paid for this already and she's like oh no this is a processing fee because you lost it and i'm like i, I didn't lose it. it it didn't come <laughs> so they got like 70 dollars from me and i'm i just i just don't feel good about that did they just wait in line yeah I mean, I know now, like, next time when it's time to renew, I'm not <laughs> right. doing it online, but yeah. I just, I don't feel good about that. <laughs> like I said, I just don't feel good about that. <laughs> Do you slice up your tag once you put it on there? No. But um, I have co- I have covers. Because, uh, like, you know, people be stealing it, so, like, uh, 
Which I, I don't even to... know how because they put our our tag numbers on the stickers now. Oh, they well, do. That's if you do it yeah. online. If you go to the place, they just give you a sticker. Really? Yeah. Because when one... I went to the place, I have I well, I need to look at that again. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember there being anything extra. They just look like regular stickers. Like I know that the ones that come in the mail are different than the ones you get from the place. Mm, oh. That might be true. But yeah, it's yeah. Didn't feel great about that, but yeah, my, my car is legal now, so I guess whatever. That's all that matters. <clears throat> right. Right. Are y'all ready to jump into action here? Yes. Yes. Cause I'm being summoned. <laughs> oh, sorry. All right, we'll we'll, we'll be quick. You're good. You're this, good. You're good. This week we discuss burlesque. When you are putting on your makeup, it's like you're an artist. But instead of painting on canvas, you're painting a face. A small town girl ventures to Los Angeles and finds her place in a burlesque club run by a former dancer. All right, so um, we're go- you're actually going to go last, Rosé, because you are uh, an expert in this topic. So, mm-hmm. Matt, what were your thoughts on this film? Um, I My thoughts were, plot-wise, kind of a... I don't know if it's a cliche type of thing to where it was kind of like, you, you've seen this in multiple movies. Mm-hmm. Uh the guy who was, um, I guess, the help with the with the um, oh Stanley Tucci. He's played that like, character so many times. I was like, you played this exact same character in Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love uh, him now. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I um, I enjoy Cher. I, I'm not. I know Cher. I know Cher's in things. I know Cher's history. But I'm not really like I can't like I don't know Cher as an actress, and I enjoyed Cher as an actress in this. You've um, never seen Witches of Eastwick? No. Oh, I'm hanging up right now. That's classic. <laughs> Jack Nicholson. Jack no. Nicholson. It's got uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. It's got Cher in it, and what's her name? It's, Susan um, Sheridan. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I thought that was the one with um, Nicole Kidman. That's not the one. Mm-hmm. No, that's um, Bewitched that you're talking about. No, no, no this did, is. I thought she did something with witches and w- w- witches of Eastwick. No, witches of Eastwick is like an '80s movie. She, I thought she was like in a witch movie early in her career. Y'all have to watch Witches of Eastwick. So I know there's a, a listener somewhere. I'm not naming anybody names. I'm just saying I know somebody's listening that's yelling at us right now. With whatever I'm trying to think of. <laughs> Probably. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's Bewitched that you're talking about, though. I thought she had like a, a maybe I'm thinking of what's the one with Sandra Bullock in it? Maybe I'm mixing those two up. Sandra Bullock. Pra- pra- practical Magic. Oh, Practical Magic. No, no, that no, no, no. Actually, that's Nicole Kidman. That actually this, might, yeah, I think you're right. I've never seen Practical Magic. Sandra Bullock and it. Nicole Kidman. All right, I, I yeah. feel not crazy no, now, okay? No, okay. but it's not Witches of Eastwick. It's not Witches of Eastwick, but Cher acts in Witches of Eastwick, one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll check this out because she she she's very captivating in this movie. Like when Cher- She has a presence. 
yeah, there we go. When she's when she's on screen, your focus is on her. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate like I don't know. Like, I don't like musicals, so mm-hmm. but I did like this though because to me, this makes sense in the singing of stuff like that. To where you know I don't like you know I'm I'm walking down the street and I start singing like that. But for he for me being in the burlesque <laughs> stuff. Them singing, it makes sense to me. Uh, the singing was great. I didn't know all the other side characters in this movie that I know now from other stuff. Uh, yeah, some of them were pussycat dolls. Yeah. Do you remember that? What's, uh, who was uh, the bad one, the alcoholic? Uh, what's her name? Kristen Bell. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah like Kristen Bell. Yeah, mm-hmm. like seeing her and like other people in there. I'm like, hey, I know you in things. Um, mm-hmm. So overall, I. I enjoyed this movie for what it was and go back to what I'm saying where the plot was like very basic of, you know, a person, small town person comes to the big city, uh, by accident comes up on this thing and succeeds and stuff like that. That was a very basic storytelling, but overall, um, I enjoyed it. Um, as far as burlesque stuff, um, I don't think I've ever seen a burlesque movie now I'm thinking about this. I could be wrong, um, but I leave the burlesque part up to you uh, to correct what's right or what's wrong in this movie. But overall, it, I enjoyed it. it I, like when I watched this, I wasn't bored in it, and it wasn't. It never ran past this time where I was looking at my watch. <laughs> um, okay, so I thought that I was very surprised at this cast. I was like, this cast is absolutely insane. Like you said, mm-hmm. Cher, Christina Aguilera, Stanley Tucci, Kristen Bell, um, Eric Dane. I mean, I know I mostly know him from um, Grey's Anatomy, but still, Alan Cumming, Peter, not Peter Gabriel, the the husband, the ex husband. Um, yeah, is Peter Gabriel? He he was the dad on the LC. <laughs> yeah, Peter Peter Gallagher. Sorry, uh, like it's just like. Famous-ish person, famous-ish person, famous-ish person. I was like, wow, wasn't ready for this. Yeah, this mm-hmm. this this plot was paper thin, though. It was paper thin. And I was mm-hmm. like, what are we doing? Like, the, the bit where, like, the opening, so cliche. I'm leaving this small town. Just give me my <laughs> check and I'm gone. I'm like. And then she steals the check from the damn register. Right. And then she's, like, dancing as she's cleaning up. And then, like, we we're, we pop into her brain and she's singing. And I'm like, this is how you open this movie? But mm-hmm. for, yeah. for why? And then it's like. She's she's from Iowa and she goes to L.A. and I'm assuming the 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 person that she stole the money for from tracked her down from Iowa to Los Angeles, California for like what a thousand dollars. Right. Like she, it's not like she stole like tens of thousands of dollars from him, you know. So it's like the travel alone was close to what you spent trying to hunt her down. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah, and then like the oh uh, we the oh even the special cameo from Old Girl from Glee wasn't ready for mm-hmm. that. And so like cast was amazing, but like I just couldn't stand the, the 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 plot. And it's like, are we supposed to not like Eric Dane? Because it's like he he was doing more than he had to. Because like if he was really a crap uh, like a shady businessman, he would have let the bank take the land 
and then bought it from the and bank for cheap. And, yeah, right. Like he was a decent dude, even though he was the quote unquote villain. Mm-hmm. And like share, share, share sucks. Like you're, te- <laughs> you should, you should not be running a business if your whole business proper business plan is to avoid the problems. Yeah. Like, I thought they were. I thought they were going to do. Uh, uh, you know, when she was running low on money, I thought they were going to do the, the cliche of like, let's do a a, uh, a dance, a, a, a benefit or something like <laughs> right? that. And that and that's what Christina Aguilera sees. And then that's when they get all the money, and then that solves the problem. Sister act them. You talk about right. a sister act the situation. Right. We, we're gonna win. A, we're gonna enter a, con- a burlesque contest, and it's gonna right. be just <laughs> enough money that we need. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I didn't like this movie. But um, uh, Rose, we 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 give you the floor. So most burlesque entertainers are not fans of this movie, and the reason why is because this movie is not burlesque. <laughs> that wasn't is an it, accurate depiction of burlesque. Is it, is it cabaret? Because I meant to ask you, what's cabaret. the difference between cabaret and burlesque? Yes, so cabaret is your musical. They. Thing. <laughs> they tell jokes. They point fun at themselves or point fun at the audience. That is cabaret. Burlesque, you might have some singers. You also have different division of like there's comedy burlesque, there's cloud burlesque, there's drag burlesque, there's black burlesque, there's different divisions of burlesque. But singing is not really what we do. You don't want me to get up there and sing, you guys. I'm sorry. You don't want me to do that. Um, you guys will leave <laughs> if I start singing. Okay? <laughs> and that's it. And if you notice, I told you at the beginning that a lot of us get down to our pasties and our thongs. Mm-hmm. What pasties and what thong did you see in there? Share mm-hmm. uh, herself yeah. is more burlesque. There were other things that I wanted to point out. The backstage scenes, like where you see all this cattiness, da, 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 that doesn't happen normally. Actually, what you see backstage is mostly people trying to get dressed or undressed. <laughs> and then you see us um, running through our acts and encouraging each other. It's all about confidence and encouraging each other. We're really, really big on that. We don't like the catty shit at all. So mm-hmm. also another thing that we don't do is most producers do not like you to drink before you get on stage. Right. Or mm-hmm. they caution you about it. Either it's a no drinking rule or they caution you about it. There's been too many incidences of people like getting sick on stage uh, when they drink. I mean, that's what happens. So when she asked, let me get a martini, that does not happen. That so does that, not happen. The, a lot of the backstage stuff re- reminded me of like movies I saw where like they worked in a strip club. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they were like channeling some of that for the backstage. No, scenes. so our backstage is usually not that big either. It's usually mm-hmm. tiny, tiny closet. You have all these people in here with all of our stuff, trying to hurry up and dress it on dress in between acts and stuff. So no, we don't have like all of that going on. But yes, you were right. It is more cabaret, more showgirlism. um is what that movie represented um cabaret also usually has more like group entertainment group dancers group choreograph Mm -hmm. stuff burlesque that doesn't really happen usually you have one maybe and i've seen this very few times two um people on the stage there is a group here called the casey canaries that is a group of ladies that you know do like an act but I would still consider what they do more cabaret than I would say burlesque. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, you had it right. It is more cabaret that show. That's what it should have been. But I guess there's a movie already called Cabaret, so you can't really, you know. I mean, they yeah, could, but th- there is a movie called Cabaret. Yeah, there's a movie called Cabaret. It's an older movie. Okay. Um, like, I'm, also- I'm curious, real quick. Is there a movie? Um, do you know of a, a burlesque movie that's more authentic? This might be the most no. famous burlesque movie, even though it's not about burlesque. It is. Right. Every time I tell somebody that, oh, I'm a burlesque entertainer, they always say, oh, yeah, like that movie with Sharon and Christina Aguilera. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it is not like that. It's actually a lot more grittier, a lot more raw, a lot more authentic. You see our personalities on the stage, too. My personality of Rosé is usually like, I don't give a fuck. I'm a bitch. <laughs> but you love me. You know what I'm saying? Right. I actually have an act um, that I love performing in front of white people because it calls white people out. It's a Beyonce song that says, you want to be me. That's why you hate me. And I literally mm-hmm. call them out and they love it. I get a standing ovation every single time. <laughs> they love that shit. Yeah, they love that shit. And they're like, yes, yes, we do want to be you. Yes. <laughs> Let me tap, in, tap into that white guilt. Get it, girl. Yeah, yeah, they love it. Yeah, they love it. So no, I, um, I thought the movie was cliche. I actually have not seen it in so long, and I had to remind myself of pieces. But I was like, oh yeah, the wigs are horrible in this movie too, which is terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm with you on that because I, it felt like when we got to the very final scene with Christina Aguilera, I was like, this her hair looks different. Like, is this her real hair? Like, it, it just looks so different than everything all the other hairstyles she had no the only thing that i would say is kind of accurate about the movie is the glitz of it a lot of us do wear like a lot of rhinestones and that shit is expensive if you want to buy a piece like that it's like two thousand dollars plus most of us make our shit and i'm talking about just for the bra i saw a lady it was bomb as fuck she had a bra on that she had bought uh, but it was two grand. That bra alone was two grand. Damn. Most of us rhinestone our own shit <laughs> wow. for a reason. We're off of Amazon or whatever, <laughs> and we fit. We put on a movie. We we smoke a little, mm-hmm. and we rhinestone, rhinestone, rhinestone. <laughs> right. That's what we do, <laughs> and that's what happens because we can't afford that shit. <laughs> right. I cannot afford that's it. Twenty dollars right. bra. <laughs> not happening you know how often i would wear that bra for every damn act every act right. <laughs> y'all be like what am i gonna see the bra oh there it goes <laughs> and that's what you would do because i, no way I don't even i don't even know why you're taking it off if you put that much work into it just keep it off forever i'd be scared to take it off i'll be right. like right. handle my shit gently gently <laughs> i see you pick that shit up a little too rough i'm gonna slap you with it like that's how i would be about it because yeah and it looked fabulous. Her that bra looked incredible. I've never seen something like that. But I was like, I'm not paying two grand for it. Not mm-hmm. happening. I'll write some my own shit for a cool hundred dollars. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, what That's do you it. guys think the Rotten Tomato score of this movie is? Rotten Tomatoes. The higher it means good, right? Right. Like a grading score, one to a hundred. Yeah. Uh, I say something uh, high. I think people. Like, um, I, people know this movie, so I say something like 
68%. I'll say it's probably in the 80s just because of how many times I say, I'm a burlesque entertainer. Everybody's like, you like the movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say it's probably in the 80s of the Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Okay. Mm. So let me tell you this first of all. So the budget was $55 million. Worldwide, Ooh. the 55, yeah. Worldwide, the movie made $89 million, mm-hmm. And the Rotten Tomato score was 37% by the critics. Oh, wow. Good job, critics. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got that one right. <laughs> the audience score was 64%. Okay. So they, they didn't really care for it either. Right. Yeah. I forgot to look. Yeah, because when you have like people like Christina Aguilera and Cher in it, you think actually they would have done better had they done what burlesque really is. And they had the Dita Von Teases in it and somebody that's like Josephine Baker and stuff like that in it. Oh, yeah, that probably would have done so much better. But mm-hmm. you got you got to remember, some Hollywood writer wrote this with no real experience in burlesque. Yeah, so this is why you need to study burlesque and actually go to burlesque shows before nah. you make a movie like this. Because nah. all I've never met not one burlesque entertainer that likes this movie. All of us are like... <laughs> what do you think about uh, burlesque? We're all like... Okay, that's so... how we think about it. Let's let's go back in time and we're going to look at box office. So this movie came out um, November 24th, 2010. So this is like the Thanksgiving weekend of 2010. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching it. So we're going to look at the five-day box office of mm-hmm. um, it, um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, five days. Mm-hmm. So number one, well, the burlesque opened number four. Mm-hmm. But um, number one, two weeks at the box office, Harry Potter 7. Of course. Number, right. number, <laughs> number two, with one, the, its first week in the box office, Tangled. Number okay. three, uh-huh. number three, four weeks in the box office, Megamind. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Number five, three weeks at the box office. Y'all remember that movie Unstoppable with Denzel Washington and um, uh, Chris Pine? Denzel Washington didn't do better than Burlesque. But remember, I'm remember, shocked. Wait, what's the name of this movie? Unstoppable. Unstoppable. This is three weeks in the box office, though. Okay. So then, number six was Love and Other Drugs with um, it's uh Anne Hathaway and um, Mysterio. What's his name? Um, okay. I have wrote no recollection of this movie. Oh, the train movie. Yes, oh, the, with Denzel. The train okay. Was unstoppable. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about now. Then, uh, <laughs> then we got at, <laughs> at number seven is first week in the box office faster. Number eight, um, with four weeks at the box office, we have due date. That's the one with Jamie Foxx and um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the last one at number 10 was the next three days uh, with two weeks in the box office. Mm. So I definitely see why Tangled, of course, was bigger than Burlesque. Tangled was an awesome movie. I loved yes, Tangled. Yes, it was. Oh, yeah, yes. I loved Tangled. I'd watch that 50 million times if I could. Um, Megamind. So here's something interesting. 
week the its second week in the box office it went up to number three because Mega Mind dropped to number six. I can see why. But Tangle overtook Harry Potter. Oh yeah, I can see. Yeah, Tangle's I, yeah, a great movie. Was just an awesome movie. Yeah. yeah. Yes, awesome yes. message. Awesome everything. And I think at that time we didn't really have movies like Tangle that says, no, the girl can be smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. We right. Didn't, that was still a newer, you know what I'm saying? It's more prevalent now because of the music and all that stuff that we have. But we didn't have that. City girl, all that stuff. That wasn't a thing back then. <laughs> so this third week in the box office, it dropped to number seven. Because we got Chronicles of Narnia 3, The Tourist, mm. Tangled, Harry Potter, Unstoppable, and now Black Swan has entered the arena. Yeah, Black mm. Swan was very popular. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's look at one more week. Let's see here. Uh, where you at, Burlesque? Woo! Week 4, number 11. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's all over. Yeah, guys called it the plot was so predictable if you've seen um that movie you've seen that plot a million times right girl from a small town goes to a bigger town gets into some kind of hollywood thing fall in love with a guy the villain wants her too she figures out the villain ain't shit and so she ends up going with the good guy with no money mm-hmm. right yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> so I, I can't look away at this train rick Fifth week in the box office, number 17. You're like, you can't stop looking at this. <laughs> <laughs> you just said, yeah, yeah, no, of course. It was but, so predictable. I thought so the first time I watched it, this is probably like the third time I've watched it. So when I was watching this, and we all know Christina Aguilera has a voice. So I was thinking if they were going to remake this today, who would you like when I was this is solely on voice, right? So the first name that came to mind was Jennifer Hudson, right? Oh. But then go ahead. Okay, I'm listening. No, nah, but then I was like, I can't think of a share person that could do it. Then I was like, well, if if Jennifer Hudson plays the share person, then I couldn't think of a younger version. So if they were gonna remake this, who would you guys like if you were going to remake this, I would like them to do it in actual burlesque form, not mm-hmm. cabaret. Cher actually would be a good burlesker. She yeah. really, mm-hmm. really would. Actually, she does, if you ever have seen some of her shows, she does kind of wear burlesque outfits. She does. She'll wear a lot of like um, nude, glittery, rhinestone outfits. Not mm-hmm. like what you saw in that movie, but a lot more revealing. That is burlesque. I thought, I, I just knew this movie was going to be a lot more burlesque than it actually was. So to me, Cher could actually stay in her spot. Cher still got it. Okay. She still got it. So who would you um, say for Christian Aguilera's part? Ah, man, that's a hard one. Because um, I, so, I, I guess it's different now since like, Hudson is too is too is too wholesome. Right. You gotta get somebody. How old gritty. is she? How old is she? Uh, let's see. She gotta be at least our age, which is not a bad thing. But right, Christina Aguilera is... with that young either Christina... forty two. She's forty two. All right, because Christina Aguilera, she's like a little bit older than us. So like maybe she was born like nineteen eighty. So she's like maybe five or six years older than us. 
Yeah. And like, this so is Christina Aguilera was probably in her, yeah. yeah. Mid 30s, maybe? Well, know. not not that old, but like at least 30. She was like at least 30. And uh, let me I, also say that real quick, real quick. Burlesque doesn't have an age cap on it. Well, I'm mm. thinking of we're making a Hollywood movie here, though. Yeah, but no, I'm saying real burlesque. Like if they yeah, were doing yeah. real burlesque, it doesn't. We, I've seen women who were in their actually most women in their 20s don't do it because they're still self conscious. And it's usually women in their 30s, 40s. Oh, okay. 50s. I've seen 60s. Yeah. Yeah. I'm intrigued in that. I would like. I'll watch that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So what? The oh. immediately what went came to mind for me was uh, Ariana Grande, but you know, I think it would be so cookie cutter. You yeah. know what? Billie Eilish would be a good oh. one. Oh. Mm. I was also yeah. thinking of uh, who's that one young lady, uh, Olivia Rodrigo. Okay, yeah, I can fuck with that. But then also, you know, Hollywood loves, you know, sucking its own dick. So you would have Christina, you have Christina Aguilera play the share role. She probably <laughs> would. She probably would be the old hoe of the, the thing, the running hoe. the bar and about <laughs> right, to lose right. it again. She's about to lose the bar again. And now you have Ariana Grande. It would most likely be Ariana Grande mm-hmm. coming yeah. in <laughs> to save it. And it would be so cookie cutter again. <laughs> I mean, we well, we can like have some fun with this and like um, have Ariana Grande come in and like, but you mostly look at, oh, oh, we could do a legacy sequel where Christina Aguilera runs the club now and we're following her perspective and we have a new girl come in from a small town, our Ariana Grande, and we think that she's going to keep her under her wing like shared it for her, but she's actually mm-hmm. a spy for the new person that wants to buy the land. And she's trying mm-hmm. to like destroy the burlesque show from within. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's sleeping with him. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> she, she, she got the job with the intentions of running that shit into the ground. Yes. Yeah, I would watch it. If it was Ariana Grande, I would watch it. If it was Billie Eilish though, because I know that shit would be interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You gonna be a guy? Is she gonna be a girl? That's another thing. You have a lot of burlesque. We we do we do some like um I don't know, they call it uh drag king in the drag world, but we dress up as dudes sometimes and we impersonate masculinity and stuff mm-hmm. in there. We're like it's real gritty. It can be. And I just think Billie Eilish would be so much better if real burlesque. But you're right, if we're gonna do cookie cutter, Ariana Grande, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we, like music, I at, the, at the end of the day, we're trying to make some fucking money here, okay? As a studio. I feel you. That's really <laughs> what it is. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. So... And Ariana Grande would be the perfect one to be sleeping with the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, trivia question. Um, the role of Marcus went to Eric Dane, who at the time was on Grey's Anatomy. All of the following actors, which one was not considered for his role? You've got A, Patrick Dempsey, who was also on Grey's Anatomy at the time, B, Ben Affleck, or C, Jamie Foxx, who was not considered for the role? Jamie Foxx. Definitely Jamie Foxx. <laughs> ben Affleck. Oh, wow. His brother, Casey, was actually considered for the role. All right, 
doing some trivia dump here. Um, the photo of seven-year-old Allie, Christina Aguilera, with her mother is actually a photo of a much younger Christina Aguilera with her real-life mother. Uh, most of the flamboyant costumes worn by Cher were her own clothes. I uh, believe that. Surprisingly, this is Cher's first musical. Uh, I believe that, too. Two more. The DVD and Blu-ray sales exceeded 1 million units and have grossed over $20 million in the U.S. alone. The mm-hmm. DVD sold over 1.4 million units in the United States. Overall, it has grossed over $30 million in DVD and Blu-ray sales. Um, last thing. Cher has stated that she felt this could have been a much better movie, pinning the blame on its writer-slash-director Stephen Anton. Terrible director, really terrible director, and really terrible script. I remember him saying to me, I don't care about what you say, I just want to shoot the dance numbers. She also added that had it been shorter, it would have been it would have um been a, a better popcorn flick. It wasn't too long. It was like it wasn't too it, it to me this long. shit was to, to me, me this shit was long. Well, that's because oh. you absolutely hated it. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, was it uh, two two snaps and a what from uh, in Living Color? Two was it two and snaps a and a carpet. something like two snaps or something? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I remember. I know they that, yeah. but um, yeah, I don't. I. I don't think it was too long, but I do agree with Cher that the writing could have been better. They should have focused on what people were saying. I guess they just didn't give a fuck. Um, and yeah, I think the Pussycat Dolls were really big at the time still, too. Mm-hmm. So that okay. also was probably why they chose the narrative that they chose, because that was very Pussycat Doll style. But Pussycat Dolls do cabaret. They don't do burlesque. They don't do burlesque at all. So I agree with Cher. <laughs> but all right. Um, thank you so much, uh, Rose, for coming on the show. Uh, yes, thank you, you. Can you please plug your show? Like when do you have another, when, when are you going on next? Like tell us the things. I actually don't have one scheduled for the rest of the year yet. I okay. have not decided. I usually in the wintertime, I take a break. My peak season is usually between March and October. Those are usually the times that I um, perform the best. I don't know why, but by the time October hits, I'm tired. Um, (laughs) But um, you can catch me, though, on Instagram. I usually advertise on Instagram and Facebook when I do have another show. So Instagram, it's R-O-Z-A-Y underscore B-U-T-A-Y. And on Facebook, it's R-O-S-E with the accent with B-U-T-A-E with the accent um, so on Facebook. Mess, message that to me and I will put that in the show notes. Also, I, sure I forgot to bring this up um, at the beginning of the show. You want to start a podcast. Can you tell us about that right quick? I do. So I am going to be doing a podcast in which I want to have interesting guests, guests that you don't normally see. I want to have burlesque entertainers. I want to have even sex workers Mm. on there. I do. And I want to, you know, talk to them. And I also want them to help me with my segment, Let's Talk About Sex, in which people ask 
everyday questions that people don't think about or that they were just wondering about sex. People think that sex is such a limited category. It isn't. <laughs> There's so many things that you can ask and want to know about sex. People have a lot of different fantasies, a lot of different kinks, um, even normal sexuality, sexual practices like missionary people ask about. Um, there's practices that are better for people with disabilities. There's practices that are better for people um, who have who have extra weight. There's better practices for people who are older. There's just a lot of different things that people don't think about when it comes to sex. Yeah, that sounds interesting. So once it once it gets up and running, let us know. I'll listen to it. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Be looking for it. I definitely would say around December. Okay. okay. Have you recorded anything mm -hmm. yet? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. When I come back from Puerto Rico, I I will be on it. Yeah. Did we talk about that on air? No. Okay. <laughs> You're going to Puerto Rico. <laughs> no, we did. No, we did. We because we brought up Evie. Yeah, we did. I thought we did oh. that offline. I don't we know. did it offline. That was oh. before. Oh. All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at we used to talk pod at gmail.com. Follow us on YouTube, X, formerly Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Threads. Yes, we have one. It's a thing. We don't use it, but once more, it is a thing at we used to talk pod. Follow me on Letterbox at BOW1213 and Matt at Mr. King0257. Come back next week when we discuss. The 1990s classic starring Harrison Ford, The Fugitive. And like always, I don't know if this was a good episode. I don't know if it was a bad episode. But whatever you think about it, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening. <laughs>